0: Hello and welcome to another episode of a Simple Path to Wellbeing podcast. My name is Paul Garrigan. One of the things I've been playing around with recently is the idea of, of losing our minds and how, how that might be helpful. And it's just another way of, of looking at the, the things we've been talking about so far in the podcast So by losing our minds, I I don't mean that we we go crazy and start throwing things around or start behaving like dolphins or whatever. What it's really about is this sense that our our conscious mind is is being given far too much responsibility. And this is why we, we will often end up overwhelmed by things. And that basically, all the stuff that we expect the conscious mind to do is things that the brain does. But it's this sense that we we consciously have to do those things that's often the problem. So what I mean by, by losing our minds is is about handing back these tasks that we're, we're trying to micromanage, to hand those tasks back to, to, just the, the, to just the brain. And it goes back to this idea of trust, of learning to trust the brain to do what needs to be done. Because, of course, th- that's what's happening anyway. But a lot of our, our frustration a lot of our worry, a lot of our stress comes from this sense that we're having to do those things that the brain just does. And often can do unconsciously without it even troubling us. So if we, and in fact, if we, if we do try to do these, con- these things consciously, the best we can usually do is just make things a whole lot harder and a whole lot more stressful. One of the ideas I really like from Chinese philosophy is this idea of "wu," or effortless action. And again, it's this recognition that it's the body, and by the body, I, I also include the brain, that's doing things—things things that we would, we would, we could not even begin to To know how to do consciously, like we have no idea how to how to get the pancreas to work, how to how to get the the blood cells to function. This is all stuff. This amazing wisdom that the the body has, but also the things that we 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 assume are in the territory of the conscious mind that that when we truly look, they're, they're not. It's like good ideas. Good ideas come from the unconscious, from the brain. That's where they come. And if they don't come, there's not much we can do consciously about that. We're, we're, we're really at the mercy of the brain. And, and I'm suggesting that the best thing we can possibly do is to start to just trust the brain, to trust the brain to do the job that it's doing already. And when we do that, Instead of this turmoil that we can experience consciously in the, in the shape of like these constant thinking, constant worrying, constantly questioning ourselves, constantly judging ourselves and, and constantly putting ourselves down. When that starts to diminish, what we start to experience is stillness and this stillness is actually nourishing to the brain. So not only are we getting out of the way of the brain by no longer trying to, to micromanage it, we're also adding this this, this soothing bam. And that's what I mean by, by self compassion. Ultimately self compassion for me isn't about telling telling, you know, constantly reassuring. The brain, it doesn't need reassurance. It just needs this ability to just be with it in a a way that soothes the brain. So you might reasonably ask, well, how do I I go about this losing my mind? Well, first of all, I'd say it begins. Not so much by something we do, but by something we start to recognise. And this is where meditation can be very helpful because it's all very well me saying this to people but you you know you'd be a fool to just believe me we have to kind of see this for ourselves and that's where mindfulness comes in so we become aware of how it's the brain producing the thoughts see the way i'm using the word mind here i'm using it the same way they talk about the self in in buddhism and the self in buddhism is is this sense of Something that's independent of the thoughts, of the feelings, of the the physical sensations. That we have this sense that that there's something apart from that. When really, when we investigate our experience, we start to see that really all there is, is those things that are creating the sense of a self separate from that. So I'm using this word uh, mind in much the same way. I'm saying that the thoughts, the feelings, the physical sensations, they create the sense of a mind that's separate from the brain, a self that's separate from the brain. But that's really only almost like an illusion. And when we start to realise that there can be this relaxation. So say we're faced with some some difficulty or some issue. Our brain either has a solution or it doesn't have a solution. Or it's able, it knows of a way to get a solution. But if it doesn't, there's absolutely nothing we can do. We're absolutely and completely dependent on, on the brain, on the body and the brain. And really, I don't, as I say, I don't distinguish between the body and the brain. I'm just, I'm just saying it for, you know, to make things clearer. Because sometimes if I say the body... People may think that I'm ignoring the brain. No, I just see the body and the brain as the same thing. So as we start to recognise that it's the brain that's running the show, we begin to experience trust. We start to trust the brain. Maybe initially because we realise that there's no choice. But the more we trust the brain, the more we can be amazed at what it can do. Far more than the conscious mind believes it can do. One of the incredible things, I, I, I'm into ultra running. And last year I, run, I ran 100 kilometres. There's no way I would have believed I could do that. A couple of years before that, I wouldn't have believed I could run 10 kilometres. But when the body is just left to do its stuff, it can do these incredible things way beyond what we would think is imaginable. A similar thing happened many years ago when I was having problems with my career, with my, with my business, my writing business. That consciously I couldn't come up with any ideas. I, I felt really that things were going down the tube. But when I when I relaxed, the body was able to come up with these solutions that were kind of beyond what I was kind of going with consciously, and that and they provided the answer. So, as we as we become aware of how the body is how the, how the body and 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 the, the brain is, is doing things, and we we gain trust, what starts to happen is all of that worry all of that second guessing all of that constant questioning starts to calm down and and that's what i mean by stillness and then that stillness helps the brain even more provide assistance to the brain cuz it's much easier it's kind of like like being in a work environment it, it's much easier to be in a work environment where, where the boss isn't hovering around you all the time, isn't trying to do your job for you. It's much easier to be in an environment where they have this nice soothing music in the background that's helping you relax. And it's like the whole environment is there to help you. That's what's going on with stillness. And it's, it's an incredible resource. And if you haven't listened to the episode on stillness that I did, did previously, I recommend you go back and listen to that one because it is an important one. So that was just a little bit on how losing our minds could be the answer to all of our problems. And I hope you found it helpful. If you would like to do some coaching with me, you'll find information on my website and you'll, you'll find a link to that below. Well, One of the reasons I, I, I recommend coaching Is that listening to this stuff is all very well and it can be it can be helpful, but often we need kind of guidance on how to gain these insights. When I when I teach groups, I always like to combine that with individual sessions because hearing things in in a a group, we have questions come up, and you know, and particularly, and how am I going to apply this to my life? And that kind of work is is best done, I find, in, in coaching sessions. So thanks very much for listening and see you again next time.